Live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York, on December 12th, 2022, I'm Gianna Volpe on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. Metropolitan Transportation Authority officials yesterday announced that the operational control of the new Grand Central Madison Terminal has been transferred to the Long Island Railroad, a significant procedural step toward opening the new terminal, officials said, though the MTA acknowledged last month that parts of its long-delayed Eastside Access megaproject will not be ready this year. Officials have said they are still planning to run LIRR trains to Grand Central Terminal by the end of 2022. Darwin Yanes reports on Newsday.com that by transferring control to the LIRR, the rail operations at Grand Central Madison Terminal and the tunnels are now federally regulated railroad territory. Officials announced in a news release noting the official transfer of control, which occurred on Friday, was overseen by the Federal Railroad Administration. The $11.1 billion Eastside Access Project aims to cut commuting time for some passengers by linking the LIRR to a new 700,000-square-foot terminal at Grand Central, providing a critical second route onto and off of Manhattan. MTA officials say contractors are currently testing airflow, life safety systems, escalators, and elevators that are essential for the operation of Grand Central Madison, which the MTA calls the largest passenger rail terminal to be built in the country in 67 years. Once it is fully operational, the terminal will add 269 trains per weekday, a 40% system-wide service increase to 936 trains per weekday from the current 667. Here on the east end, the whizzing sound of a bullet sent two contractors ducking as they walked near the backyard pool of a Wainscott home This past August, whoa, one exclaimed the bullet, which allegedly came from nearby Maidstone Gun Club in the town of East Hampton, struck the merchant's path home and missed the men by about 10 feet. Joe Workmeister reports on Newsday.com that the scene captured on surveillance video is one of multiple examples dating back to 2004 of stray bullets from the club property hitting homes and endangering residents' lives, according to a recent lawsuit filed in state Supreme Court in Suffolk County. Seven residents joined the suit, which seeks to have the club shut down along with financial damages to be determined at trial. On November 30, one day after the lawsuit's filing, Judge Christopher Modalewski issued a TRO that shut the facility down for now. Quote, this most recent incident in August were feet away from someone being hurt or killed. That's Bridgehampton attorney Brian Doyle, who represents the plaintiffs with attorney James Catterson of the Manhattan film uh, firm Pillsbury Winthrop Shaw Pittman. The suit alleges the gun club, which operates a 200-yard rifle range, and the town of East Hampton, which owns the 79-acre property, haven't adequately addressed repeated calls for improved safety. Doyle said the judge now will consider whether to force the club to remain closed during the litigation. The case returns to court December 19, a week from today. The lawsuit documents at least eight incidents where a bullet either struck a home or a resident found evidence of bullets. Doyle also told Newsday on behalf of the plaintiffs that the property doesn't appear to be properly supervised and it's possible members of the club are using guns too powerful for the range. 
East Hampton Town leases the property to the club for $100 a year as part of an agreement dating back to 1982, according to the lawsuit. Uh, That current lease expires in October of 2023. And finally, plans for an indoor NHL-sized hockey rink at Veterans Memorial Park in Calverton have hit a snag over whether the proposed agreement between Riverhead Town and the nonprofit Conic Hockey Foundation runs afoul of state law. Once municipally owned land is dedicated as parkland, it can't be used for any non-park purpose, sold nor leased without state legislation authorizing it. Alec Lewis reports on RiverheadLocal.com that a municipality can enter into a license agreement, which is different from a lease, to allow the use of parkland by a private entity without creating an alienation of parkland, according to a handbook on such, published by the New York State Office of Parks, Recreation, and Historic Preservation. Riverhead Town officials sent a proposed agreement with Conic Hockey to the Office of the State Attorney General, seeking an opinion on whether it would be considered alienation of parkland. The town board authorized that agreement on October 4. Assistant Solicitor General in Charge of Opinions Catherine Scheingold warned town attorney Eric Howard that the agreement, as drafted, would be considered a lease, not a license. A lease is subject to closer scrutiny and is more likely to be considered an alienation. She suggested the town contact the State Office of Parks, Recreation, and Historic Preservation for advice. Howard and attorneys for Peconic Hockey are now working on further revising the agreement. Howard said that the changes being discussed with Peconic Hockey include provisions that would underscore the town's control of the facility, giving more ice time to town programs, and further involve Parks and Recreation Superintendent Ray Coyne in the operation of the facility. Council member Ken Rothwell tells RiverheadLocal.com that Peconic Hockey has not signaled any intention to bow out of the partnership with the town due to the complications related to the agreement. Looking at the weather in Stony Brook this morning, ahead of our Medical Monday chat with Dr. Sharon Nachman, Chief of the Pediatric Diseases Division at Stony Brook Children's Hospital, about the low rates of vaccinations for measles, looking like a mostly sunny Monday with a high near 40 degrees, Windchill values between 25 and 35 degrees north wind, 10 to 13 miles per hour tonight, mostly clear with a low around 25 degrees. Windchill between 15 and 20 degrees. North wind, 8 to 10 miles per hour. Right now it's 31 degrees. And we've got a snow show for you here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, uh, Lisa Hennigan, Zach Bryan, and Leslie Odom Jr. Before our first locally featured artist, Carolyn Doctorow. But first, sleeping at last, right here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, the weekday morning and midnight show featuring music from all decades and genres and folks from all walks of life. All because of you, the listener supporter of WLIWFM. It's the heart of the East End. have traded their leaves for white sleeves warm-blooded creatures make ghosts as they breathe scars erect tightly like years under trees Christmas lights tangle in knots and you leave our families huddle closely 
Betting warmth against the cold But our bruises seem to surface Like mud beneath the snow So we sing carols softly As sweet as we know A prayer that our burdens will lift As we go Like young love still waiting under mistletoe Welcome December with tireless hope Let our bells keep on ringing Making angels in the snow And may the melody disarm us When the cracks begin to show The table is set and all glasses are full Though pieces go missing, may we still feel whole We'll build new traditions in place of the old Cause life without revision will silence our souls
Lisa Hennigan's Snow from her 2016 record at Swim, my favorite track I'd never heard before putting together this morning's playlist for you here on the Heart of the East End. We've got a little Zach Bryan on deck for you, but you know what? First, I just want to check. Okay, I wanted to make sure Dr. Nachman wasn't on with us quite yet. I know the doctors uh, tend to jump on at 920, which I love because that means we're all ready to talk for our Medical Monday chat. We'll let the music play. This is Zach Bryan, Snow from his DN record of 2019. I'm Gianna Volpe, and you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Heard you like to go out late at night Dance around the amber of the southern lights Knew you were home by the creek in the floor Your foot silhouette under a bedroom door Driving me home at 7 a.m. Hand in mine like a heaven sent him Moving and shaking like the ramblers do after getting through the days I never thought I'd get through You bring heaven down to me Coursing through my blood as I breathe I bet the angels are jealous of a girl I know She takes my stain and makes me white as snow White as snow Jesus makes sin white as linen Like the sheets that we're in Or your teeth when you're grinning Take it away and you give it to God Like the night you dumped out All the liquor I bought There's a way the grass smells on a summer night When it's freshly cut The moisture's right it's nights like these in the August heat I think the devil's just another boy I can beat You bring heaven down to me Coursing through my blood as I breathe I bet the angels are jealous of a girl I know She takes my stain and makes me white as snow White as snow You bring heaven down to me, coursing through my blood I breathe. I bet the angels are jealous of a girl I know. She takes my stain and makes me white 
Zach Bryan leading us to the bottom of the nine o'clock hour here on Monday morning. That means it's a little after midnight. If you're listening to the replay, that means it's time for our Medical Monday segment. Very excited and grateful to welcome back to the program uh, the Chief of Pediatric uh, Diseases Division at Stony Brook Children's Hospital, Dr. Sharon Nachman. Good morning, Dr. Nachman. Thank you for joining us again. Good morning to you. Now, I'm I'm disappointed to hear that a new study is showing that measles vaccination rate is the lowest point since 2008. The World Health Organization and the CDC calling measles an imminent threat in every region in the world. Can you talk to us a little bit more about this uh, pretty sad news? Certainly. Certainly, Will. It's important to remember that we require measles vaccine or the MMR vaccine as part of entry to school. So by not having your measles vaccine or putting it off, your child is at risk acquiring measles. That's why two doses are required. But because of COVID and often the delay of people going to their pediatrician or getting their vaccines for their children, many children or too many children are not vaccinated for this disease. And if you're not vaccinated, as you and I both know, the diseases then win. Right. We are seeing many outbreaks of measles here in the United States right at this time with many children being hospitalized and some even dying of measles. And that same scenario is being played out worldwide. So not getting a vaccine equals your child is at risk. Right. Communicable diseases are in our environment and if you're at risk, you're going to get that infection. Can we talk a little bit about uh, something that has been sort of a movement, uh, you know, the the so-called anti-vax movement, uh, people talking about uh, a link between autism, which does not exist uh, as far as uh, vaccinations are concerned, including this one. I was reading um, in the what to expect during the first year, because I have a a munchkin, and I was reading about about this thing, and it said that uh, it stems back to actually one doctor who falsified and manipulated results of a study that I think it only had like 12 patients in the study. Uh, can you talk as as someone who is in this field about the difficulty that such uh, such things have created? Um, you know, uh, Certainly. Yeah, Dr. Wakefield, do. who was a physician in the UK, had, I want to say, an inside scoop with some of the malpractice lawyers with the idea that if he promoted that a vaccine caused disease or damage, the malpractice lawyers then would jump in and say, oh no, your child's been damaged. It was the vaccine. Look, here's a paper that proved it. Let's go after and get money from the pharma companies. So with a setup like that, you can only imagine what was going to happen. Yes, the data was wildly falsified. And in fact, a reporter from the UK is the one who uncovered to the degree of falsification of the data. In fact, the patients that were entered on the study never had procedures that they said they did. They never complained that their children had autism, and they had absolutely no idea why someone was referring to their child as having an illness that they didn't have. But on the paper, at first blush, oh no, it looks like it was real. And that was the stepping stone for the malpractice lawyers then to go after the 
companies. Scenting money at the end of the trail meant more people just kind of bought into it. Oh no, if my child is not perfect, whatever perfect means, it must be someone's fault. Let's go after the vaccine companies. And it kind of is what we call whack-a-mole. No matter how many times you hit the button and say this is not true, another myth then pops up. All right, if right. it doesn't cause this, it must cause that. No, that's not true either. Oh, let's make up a new myth. And over the years, those myths have gained more and more traction because it's easier to say it's somebody's fault than to admit to say there are things that happen in life that are no one's fault and we don't know why they happen, but we have to deal with the outcome. Right. It's easy to blame a vaccine because, after all, you did something and gave it to my child. It's much harder to say there are diseases that happen and we don't know why. There is no blame, but we have to figure out why. And I want to say the worst part about this autism pseudo-link to vaccines is that it's prevented us from spending money on trying to figure out what causes the different types of autism or autism spectrum because we've been so busy defending ourselves from a myth that's not true that we've actually never stepped back and said, why don't we spend our time and energy and figure out the problem? Because if we figure out the problem, maybe we will then develop a solution. Not to mention all of the, the sadly, the lost lives as a result of, of folks uh, not protecting their children because they, they don't know uh, what the truth is. Uh, it's really uh, a bummer uh, because, uh, you know, as always or as usual, uh, money ends right. up being behind uh, this thing. Um, can we talk a little bit about measles itself, some of the symptoms, uh, some of the ways that folks might be able to to realize? And, and also uh, curious how big of an issue it is out here. Uh, what do the numbers look like? Certainly. So first, the interesting part is that now we're all, I want to say, experts on how viruses pass from one to the other. We've been roughly educated by COVID and people are saying, oh, it aerosolizes two feet or four feet or six feet and wearing a mask means you won't get it. And that's really nice for COVID, but measles aerosolizes to 60 feet away. So think about the fact that you're in a shopping mall and some child who has measles, who has a rash and is highly infectious, is in one store and then they go out to the food court where you're hanging out with your family, getting your lunches. Your children are now exposed and so are you. So having a virus that aerosolizes 60 feet away means you never know when you're going to come into contact with it. The virus itself is a quite a virus and it causes a rash. But before you even have that rash, when you have that flu-like illness, you feel terrible, you have some fever, a headache, maybe a sore throat and runny nose, you're infectious already at that point. So that means children are going to school they're going to parties, and they have a runny nose, maybe feeling unwell, but your kid who's at the same party or even in a party place has no idea that they've been exposed to measles. Right. The rash starts at the top of the face and goes down their entire body. So when you see someone that has a rash on the top of their face going down to their chin and then to chest, immediately in the infectious disease world, we start saying, mm-hmm, maybe this rash it's not a contact rash. Maybe it's a case of measles. And of course, measles has a lot of downstream severe toxicities. 
meaning it causes damage. It causes damage to your heart. It causes damage to your brain. And worse is children that have measles have a higher chance 10 years later of having terrible neurodevelopmental, neuropsychiatric outcomes. They do quite poorly. So it's not just the first event of measles. I want to say it's a lifelong toxicity from the virus that once you have it, you may have untoward effects for years to come. I'm shaking my head. I'm I'm so grateful because I'm learning so much from this segment. And I know that, that everyone or many people out there are as well. There's so much that I've learned uh, from you that I never knew um, about measles and about uh, other infectious diseases. And I'm really glad that we talked about uh, sort of uh, where that that false link between uh, certain vaccines or all vaccines and, and autism sort of uh, sprang from, because I think it's something that, that folks don't, many folks don't know. And I think it's also because it's easier to see a myth amplified on social media right. than stopping and say, where did this come from? It, Is false it real? News, yeah, Show false me the news, information. False news uh, travels fa- faster, sadly, on social media. And, you know, one thing that, that um, also feeds into it is the more we learn about certain conditions, the more diagnoses are made. And I imagine that sort of figures into this problematic puzzle where people are trying to find out or or, th- or mistakenly thinking that there are more cases of something when in fact it's just the the uh, awareness of of what the thing is i mean i think just even it, if you look at and hand- that's true for a lot of diseases yeah. in the past we did not screen for abnormal cholesterol we look at our parents or aunts and uncles we're like oh you ate what you wanted okay fine then we started screening for cholesterol and we said Oh, this number, that means we should treat you. And over the years, that number for screening for cholesterol and what was a level we would treat for to prevent the heart disease became lower and lower. And now, if you go to your doctor, it's automatic. We're going to screen you. If your number is high, we're going to treat you. Think about the fact that that's preventing 10 years, 20 years from now, heart attacks and strokes amongst all those people. Right. Medicine changes over time, and our ability to diagnose diseases earlier and better is happening all the time. So it's not that these diseases did not occur in the past. It's that we're better identifying them, giving them a name and a label, and then saying, now we know what it is, now we're going to treat it. Is there any good news, Dr. Nachman? I mean, as far as where we are uh, in the measles outbreak across uh, the globe, uh, where are we here on Long Island? And obviously, uh, what we can do to help is to make sure that our children are vaccinated. I think talk to your child expert is probably the most important advice. Don't go on social media if you have a medical question. Mm-hmm. Write it down. And when your child is going to the ask those questions. That person is a expert in your child and in the medicine for your child. They're not some nameless, faceless person. They know you, you trust them, and they trust you. So ask your questions then and listen to the answers and discuss what you're hearing. It's better to say, I'm scared, but tell me what I should do, than I'm scared and therefore I'm going to close my eyes and do nothing. Because closing our eyes in medicine never works. 
Dr. Sharon Nachman, the chief of the Pediatric Infectious Diseases uh, Division at Stony Brook Children's Hospital. Thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was Dr. Sharon Nachman. This is Leslie Odom Jr. And you, whoever you are out there, you just heard the Medical Monday segment underwritten by Jennifer Benton right here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. I can see you again Wonderful time with my family and friends Ain't nothing better than this Yeah For all we know This time may not come around again And that's why I never wanted to end It's such a beautiful bliss Oh, happy feelings everywhere We're dancing in the Christmas chair The kids are waiting in their beds For Santa, oh Santa I don't have a long list this year The presence is my present here Christmas spirit in the air is all I need So let it snow, snow. Oh, say oh. you won't go Cause I, I just wanna be where the love is I just wanna be where the love is So let it snow, snow. Oh, say oh. you won't go Cause I'm so happy to spend this time with you Ringing we yeah. Choirs are singing by this year. Something is different when you're here. The side of you quickly uplifts my point of view. And mama says, Come in, trust me, I will come running. I know it's about to be something, and that something is all I need. So let it snow. snow. Oh, say oh. you won't go. Cause I, I just want to be with a love. this next one to all our friends who are not with us for this first little snowfall here on the East End. It's those snowbirds. We've got Caroline Doctorow, our very own from here on the East End, and then over the Rhine on deck after that. 
Um, following over the Rhine snowbirds, I've got one for our uh, snowbird friends who are not in the south, but in fact are on the other side of the country. A little snow in L.A., PJ Harding and Noah Cyrus, um, brand new single from them this year. J.J. Kale, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Little Feet on deck after that before Rosemary Clooney. I'm Gianna Volpe, and you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome, and you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, 88.3 on the FM dial throughout eastern Long Island and coastal Connecticut, 96.9 in central and western Suffolk, of course, streaming online to wherever you are at WLIW.org slash radio. Uh, don't forget to drop us a like on the face space, Twitter, Instagram, wherever your social media uh, tendencies lay, WLIWFM on all those uh, platforms as well as the heart of the East End. Stay tuned. snowy mantle cold and clean The unborn grass lies waiting for its cold to turn to green The snowbird sings a song that he always sings And speaks to me of flowers that will bloom again in spring When I was young my heart was young then too and anything that it would tell me, that's the thing that I would do. But now I feel such emptiness within. For the thing that I want most in life's the thing that I can't win. Spread your tiny wings and fly away. Take the snow back with you where it came from on that day. One I love forever isn't true If I could, you know that I would fly away seems to say You'll only break my heart again Should I decide to stay So little snowbird Take me with you when you go To that land of gentle breezes Where the peaceful waters flow Spread your tiny wings and fly away Take the snow back with you where it came from on that day One I love forever is untrue And if I could, you know that I would fly away with you If I could, you know that I would fly away with you You, 
from the tall palm trees Why, why, catfish and a light gulf breeze They stay in it might drop to 60 degrees For the snowbirds, here come the snowbirds Sandals, shorts and mosquitoes Sunburns, bikinis and speedos Swimming in the ocean, it's cold in there, you know But the snowbirds don't mind the snowbirds I just want to be with you all winter, yeah Life from the north to the south this winter Where the sky goes on forever and ever Where the ocean and my heart come together No more snow boots No earmuffs, no sweaters Just warm weather Over Sacramento 
When our snow keeps on falling, somebody has opened up the sky. When our snow keeps on falling, somebody has opened up the sky. It looks like a my window, white butterfly. Got no change in my pocket, got no coat to keep me warm. This wind of snow is blowing, keeps me from traveling on. Just down the road is sunshine, I get used to it, you know. With no change in my pocket, I can't fight this wind of snow. When a snow keeps on falling, nobody's opened up the sky. When a snow keeps on falling, nobody's opened up the sky. It looks like at my window, white butterfly. Winter Snow from J.J. Kale's Stay Around record, just in honor of that little sprinkle that we got overnight here on the East End. I'm Gianna Volpe, leading you into the NPR news break at the top of the hour. Little Red Hot Chili Peppers from their Snow Hayo EP. Uh, you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLI-WFM, the weekday morning and midnight show featuring music from all decades and genres and interviews with folks from all walks of life, all because of you, the listener-supporter of Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLI-WFM. I tried were in my lap just to get high on When I sit alone, come get a little known But I need more than myself this time Step from the road to the sea to the sky And I do believe that we rely on When I lay it on, come get to play it on All my life to sacrifice Hey, oh, listen what I say 
I'm not. 